Amen. First Kings chapter 18, beginning with verse 3, Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave, fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land, unto all fountains of water, unto all brooks, peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it and Ahab went one way by himself, Obadiah went another way by himself and as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him and he knew him and fell on his face and said, Art thou that my Lord, Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy Lord, lowercase, speaking of Ahab, Behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said, He is not here, there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And now thou sayest, Go, tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. And I just want to speak for a few moments tonight on the subject, Elijah is here. Elijah is here. Here, Could we lift up our voices and ask God to bless the delivery of his word tonight? God, I thank you for the gathering of your people. I thank you for the moving of your spirit. I praise you, O God, and thank you that you are among us. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would have your way. You are rich and real and beautiful and wonderful. And I pray that you will speak to us, O God, and help us to become all that you have called us to be. Help us, Lord, to know you in the fullness of your great revelation. I pray in the name of Jesus these things and give you glory and honor. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing for his, the reading of his word. In keeping the Passover, one of the customs of the Jewish people it's actually kind of a, a fun custom in relationship to the matter of Passover. But there will be at the table an empty seat, and there will be a cup that is full, but not, it will not have been emptied. It will just remain there full, and, and then there will be an open door. And these are symbols of the fact that they expect the prophet Elijah to return. And it's kind of a fun, a kind of a fun thing. Uh, you know, the kids get excited to pour the cup, and that, that cup is for the prophet Elijah to drink, and it's not to be drunk by anybody else except the prophet Elijah. And the seat at the table also belongs to the prophet Elijah, and the door, the opening of the door is for the prophet Elijah to have access into the home. And the real reason for this, and, and we could go into a lot of different details, there are a number of details relative to this, uh, to this part of the uh, Passover as it has, has uh, Passover meal, as it has come to modern days. But, uh, but, but in, in total, you could probably summarize it by saying that they, they do these things because they... They don't believe that he has already come. They don't believe that Messiah has come. This really is an indicator that they're still awaiting the return of Messiah. Now, we know that Messiah has come, and we know that Messiah is coming again. And, 
And the reason that they're awaiting the, the coming of the prophet Elijah is, of course, relative to, a, to Old Testament prophecies, particularly the writings of the prophet Malachi. And I'm going to read them to you, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. So this is a reference to the fact that Messiah is coming and that before Messiah gets here, there is the messenger that will come and prepare the way of Messiah. Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Same prophet, last book of the Old Testament. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So these are two prophecies concerning Elijah the prophet to come. One time that he would come would be before Messiah comes to establish the covenant referring to Messiah as the messenger of the covenant. And then the prophecy concerning the fact that Elijah would come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And that he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers. In other words, that before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrived, the prophet Elijah will come and there will be a great turning of hearts at that time and it will be in preparation for the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So two prophecies from the same prophet concerning the prophet Elijah, that Elijah is coming, he'll come one time to prepare the way for Messiah to enter and then Messiah will uh, return and Elijah the prophet will come before the great and the dreadful day of the Lord to turn the hearts of the father to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. And from that day until now, the Jewish people have been waiting for the prophet Elijah to come. Uh, but what Jesus explained to them is that they were waiting for the prophet Elijah to come, but he helped them to understand that the prophet Elijah had already come, that he had already come the first time because the great messenger of the covenant was standing among them. I want to read to you from the book of Mark, chapter 9 and verse 12. Jesus answered and told them, Elijah verily cometh first and restoreth all things. And how it is written of the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be set at naught. But I say unto you that Elias or Elijah is indeed come. He is already here. He has already come. And they have done unto him whatsoever they listed as it is written of him. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to read beginning with the 13th verse. Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 13. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elias or Elijah which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So when he is telling them that all the prophets and all of the law was prophesied until John the Baptist. But, but when John the Baptist came, he came to conclude and to bring to the culmination the law and the prophets preparing the way for Jesus the Messiah to come and usher in the new covenant praise God fulfilling the old covenant the old covenant that was established with the people by God through Moses and it was established really because of the hardness of their hearts they would not they would not come unto him in the holy mountain. They were afraid of him in their flesh. They said that the voice of words was too much for them. They could not bear what the voice was saying. And it is true that in our flesh we cannot bear the voice of his word and we cannot keep his commandments in our flesh. 
This is why when Moses held the commandments in his hand and saw the debauchery of the children of Israel at the golden calf, he threw those tablets down and they all broke into many pieces. And, and the Lord said, get back up here, Moses. We've got to put that law uh, back together and we've got to put it now somewhere where it can be kept. It could not be kept in the hands of Moses. It could only be kept in the Ark of the Covenant. And the law of God cannot be kept with human hands. Your flesh will break his law every time. Even if you keep the details of it, you will violate the spirit of it. And it can only be kept in the context of the new covenant. And that is a personal relationship with the Lord. So John the Baptist came to prepare the way of the Lord. And he came saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus was coming to open the eyes of the blind, to unstop the deaf, uh, deaf ears and to raise the dead and to bring to light the great precepts of God. But, but their hearts were not ready to receive him. So one had to come and prepare the way. That was John the Baptist. And you know what they did to him? They cut his head off. They threw him in prison. They killed him. And so when they started calling for the prophet Elijah, Jesus said, if you will receive it, the prophet Elijah has already come. And you have already done to him whatever you wanted to do because you were not submitted to the things of God and your ears were heavy that you were not hearing. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. And so John the Baptist was the fulfillment of that prophecy in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1 that, that Elijah would come. Jesus said it was not meant that the Tishbite, that this inhabitant of the, of the Gileadites would come back to the earth in bodily form. That was not the context of the prophecy. The prophecy was that the ministry of Elijah, what he brought to the earth would come back before Messiah is revealed. And that happened in the ministry of John the Baptist. But Malachi didn't just say that he was coming one time. Malachi said that before that great and dreadful day of the Lord, Elisha is going, or Elijah rather, is going to come. And when Elijah comes, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And he will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if we ever needed a generational revival... We need it right now. If we ever needed there to be a change of heart and a change of attitude and a change of life, praise God, and a change of mind and a change of paradigm and a change of perspective, it's right now. And that is the ministry that the Lord said would come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And I want you to know that that day is coming and it is upon us. And we cannot be those that are at ease in Zion. We have to have our lamp, lamps trimmed and burning. We have to be looking for the coming of the Lord. We have to be listening for the voice of the bridegroom. We have to be ready for the Lord is soon to come. Hallelujah. And he will establish his kingdom upon this earth just as he has established his kingdom in our hearts. And you've got to let him establish his kingdom in your heart so that you can be a part of his kingdom on the earth so that you can be a part of his kingdom in eternity. You've got to let him establish his kingdom here right now. I want you to know he is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. He is the one true mighty God. And that's who he has to be to you. There can be no room for another God. There can be no room for another king. There has to be the reservation of your soul. Hallelujah. Only unto him. He alone is worthy of my worship. 
He alone is worthy of my consecration. He alone is worthy of my dedication. The dedication of my time. The dedication of my treasure. The dedication of my talent. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And so we have to be ready to let him set up his kingdom in us so that we can be a part of his kingdom that he establishes forever. And, and Jesus said, John the Baptist was the fulfillment of the great prophecy concerning the prophet Elijah. It's not that, uh, that the Tishbite will come from Gilead, but that there will be a revival. In the days before Jesus walked the earth and ministered unto the people, that revival was a revival of repentance. It was laying the ax at the root of the tree and it was a total severance of, of the people from whatever root system they had been a part of. And, and that revival that comes before the great and dreadful day of the Lord will be the same. And it will be a revival of repentance. You cannot be connected to the things of this earth. He is going to put the ax to the root of the tree. And whatever you're rooted in and grounded in, and whatever it is that you're connected to that is of an earthly nature, the word of God, the spirit of God is going to chop that up and out of your life and your heart will be changed. There will be a transformation of your heart, the transformation of the heart of this people. We saw it recently when scores of people have, have converged upon Wilmore, Kentucky and they are singing songs of praise unto God and they are praying and crying out to God. I want you to know this world is hungry. What are we seeing? We're seeing the hunger of people for the things of God. And we've got to recognize our role in that. They're hungry for what we have. Oh, hallelujah. I want to know, is there anybody that can testify to the truth that if you'll taste and see, you will find that the Lord is good? Is there anybody here who knows that to be true? That's not fantasy. That's not fairy tale. That's not phantom. That's reality. That's the truth. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'll know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Revival is coming. Revival is here. I want you to know that just as they missed Elijah in the context of John the Baptist, God forbid we miss Elijah in the context of Elijah is here. The power of the anointing of God is here. The power of the outpouring is here. It is not something that we have to, it is not something that we have to wish for. It's not something we get lucky and get. It's not something that is just randomized or arbitrarily distributed. No, it is here. And if we will believe it and if we will embrace it, or as Jesus said, if we will hear it, Elijah indeed is come. <laughs> Hallelujah. In this passage of scripture that we read in 1 Kings 18, we see the prophet Elijah descend into the chaos of his generation. And Ahab, the king of Israel, was wreaking havoc, totally possessed, if you please, or spellbound by his wife Jezebel, this wicked queen, a horrible wicked queen, who, was, who came from the, the lineage and heritage of idolaters. And she influences Ahab and Ahab becomes this weak man in comparison to his wife. And she is ruthless and a brutal person and uh, bloodthirsty, really. I mean, it was a dreadful day. And Elijah comes into that picture. And the Bible describes in the passage that we read that Ahab had one of his right hand men, Obadiah. And Obadiah was a godly man who knew that things were awry with Ahab. And he decided that he was going to play a role in helping to protect the people of God. 
And so while Ahab and Jezebel were wreaking havoc and Jezebel was perpetrating her wickedness upon the people of God, Obadiah took it upon himself to hide prophets by 50 in a cave. And he put them away and he fed them with bread and water. So he's from the inner circle of King Ahab. He knows all the plans of Ahab and Jezebel. Perhaps he's even redirecting them as best he can. But to protect the people of God, he has prepared a way for the 50 prophets at a time to be hidden in a cave and he feeds them with bread and water. What a noble deed this was. What a good man this was. And so he was very grateful for the role he could play. He participated in protecting the people of God. And the Bible says that Ahab and he were going along their way. Ahab said, Obadiah, we've got to find grass for our livestock and for our cattle. And so you go this way and I'm going to go that way. And we're going to find grass because there was sore famine in the land. And the Bible says that that uh, Ahab goes his way and, and, and Obadiah goes his way. And while Obadiah is on his way, he comes in contact with none other than the prophet Elijah. And the prophet Elijah was already on the radar of King Ahab. King Ahab had gone to as many countries as he could, as many nations and said, do you know where Elijah is? Is he here? And they said, no, he's not here. And from that, Ahab had, he made them to swear that Elijah was not found in their nation, lest they were hiding him. He created a, a, an agreement that they would have to be telling the truth. Otherwise, it would put them at odds with Ahab and Jezebel. And they swore and said, Ahab, I'm telling you, Elijah is not here. And the agreement was established and Ahab would move to the next nation. He was on the hunt to try to kill Elijah. And, and Obadiah meets Elijah and he knows who he is. And, and he said, whoa, wait a minute. I think I know who you are. Are you the prophet Elijah? And the prophet Elijah said, I am he. He said, wow, do you know that Ahab is looking all over the world for you? Like literally going from nation to nation, trying to find you that he's trying to kill you. He said, yeah. And as a matter of fact, you can go tell Ahab, behold, Elijah is here. And Obadiah said, you must have lost your mind. Was it not told thee? Do you, does my name not ring a bell? Obadiah starts with an O, ends with an H. Obadiah, there's a book in the Bible named after me. It might be me. The scholars don't know exactly for sure if we're two different people, but I'm that guy who hid 50 prophets in a cave and fed them with bread and water and made sure they were not victims of Ahab's and Jezebel's wicked plot. And you're telling me to go tell Ahab that behold, Elijah's here. Do you not know he will kill me? Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, behold, Elijah is here. Again, you must have lost your mind because I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. I'm gonna leave here and I'm gonna go tell Ahab. I ran into a guy named Elijah and he looks just exactly like the guy we all love and know named Elijah. And then he's gonna go looking for you and the spirit of the Lord is gonna capture you up and carry you away and take you off and protect you and I'm gonna die. He said, you go tell Ahab that Elijah is here and as the Lord thy God liveth, I will show myself unto him this day. Ladies and gentlemen, there has to be a boldness get a hold of us. Where we don't run and hide in the midst of the chaos of our day. And we don't go into Christian incognito. We don't put on Christian camouflage so nobody knows that we are a part of the redeemed of the Lord. I'm glad to say I'm one of them. I'm thankful to say, yes, he brought me out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon the rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of his praise. Hallelujah. It's time that you come up out of blending in and say, Elijah is here. Redemption is here. Revival is here. And I'm 
My God. I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. No, you don't have to look anywhere else. I've got the goods. He lifted me. He saved me. He delivered me. You don't have to go look for an expert. I'm your expert. I'm an expert in being saved. I'm an expert in being delivered. He saved my soul from a burning hell. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. I think we need to remember who we are. We forget it. We're waiting for some mystical, some kind of, some kind of crazy thing other than us to happen. But we're it, folks. You don't need some super prophet to come in and do anything. Elijah is here. Revival is here. The anointing is here. He caught up. My God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you some things about Elijah being here. Number one, I love it about Elisha because Elijah, because he is the, the Bible says he was one of the inhabitants of Gilead. I love that. Very few prophets are, are introduced to us with that kind of a, of an introduction. Normally it's the Zechariah, the son of Edo, Joshua, the son of, of Nun and Isaiah, the son of Amos, and Jeremiah, the son of, of Hilkiah, the high priest. And they've got this pedigree and this lineage. And, and the Bible connects them back to someone of great stature. Saul said to David, whose son art thou? And David said, my father is Jesse. I am the son of Jesse. But Elijah, it just says he was one of the inhabitants of Gilead. In this last day revival, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, you don't have to be the son of nobody but God. You don't have to be the son of anybody but our heavenly father. It doesn't matter where you come from. You can be one of the inhabitants of anywhere, from everywhere. You hear what I'm telling you? It's just about who God is. That's who makes you who you are. You don't have to have the pedigree. You don't have to have a lineage dating back to one of the pioneers or the patriarchs. You just let God make you who you ought to be. And I'm going to tell you, there'll be power to come from you. He didn't say the prophet Isaiah is coming back. He didn't say Joshua's coming back. He didn't say that, I, that Isaiah's coming back. He said, Elijah is come. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? Wouldn't it be just like God to choose an army of no names? Hallelujah. You want to know why? Because there is none other name under heaven given among my and in the apostolic church, it doesn't matter the stature of your name. Those who are involved in the apostolic church know there's only one name that matters. There's only one name that matters. And his name is above every other name. And his name is a strong and a mighty tower. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, at that name, every knee shall bow. And at that name, every tongue shall confess. And I'm going to tell you, they that believe in that name, they shall cast out devils. They shall take up any deadly thing and it shall not harm them. Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Wake up, sing, O barren. Arise and shine, for thy light is come. Elijah is here. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I'm telling you, we're living in the day of miracles. We're living in the day of signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why people, that's why people are being drawn into a place of prayer where they want to linger in the presence of God because they can feel the miraculous. Hallelujah, they can feel the miraculous. They're not talking to the air. They're not speaking into the non-existent. They're not just 
captured and mesmerized by something that doesn't exist they feel the connection to the invisible God of Israel Elijah is here folks Elijah indeed is come Hallelujah, because the great and the dreadful day of the Lord is on its way. And there's a prophetic ministry at work right now. Hallelujah, there's an apostolic anointing that is at work right now. There is a Holy Ghost outpouring that is happening right now. Hallelujah, there is an apostolic anointing, a prophetic power, a Holy Ghost outpouring that is happening right now. And don't miss it, because you can. Get into it. Get into the great big middle of it. Put your hands together. Stomp your feet. Create an atmosphere where God can move. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. It's time to come back to a place of prayer. It's time to come back to a place of fasting. And seeking God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Elijah's the one that called the fire down. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about this, this Elijah anointing. It's an anointing that will bring the fire down. You know, the Bible says that he, he set up that altar and he let those Baal worshipers do whatever they wanted to do. They went around all their ceremonies and rituals, cutting of themselves and reaching out and praying unto a God that does not exist, a God that does not hear, a, a God that does not save. And Elijah just waited and waited for them to finish. He, he even said, maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's on a trip somewhere. Yeah, but he waited. You know why he waited? He wasn't enjoying the show. He was waiting because he knew that the time of the evening sacrifice was coming. It was about time for the fire to fall. Let me tell you something, folks. Glory to God. It's time for the fire to fall. Don't you be intimidated by the Baal worship going on in our world today. Don't you be intimidated by the false, heathen, ungodly idolatry that's happening in our world today. It is time for the fire to fall. And he arranged that altar just like it was supposed to be arranged. Twelve stones, twelve barrels of water, twelve tribes, and twelve apostles. He arranged that altar according, hallelujah, to the whole house of Israel. He arranged that altar according to the whole body fitly framed together and then he called upon the fire of God. You know what he said to the Baal worshipers? He said, how long halt ye between two opinions? Let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. I want to ask somebody today, how long are you going to halt? Because that's what it's done to you. It's halted you. It's halted your family. It's halted your faith. It's halted your peace of mind. Because you are torn between worshiping the God of Israel and the idols of your heart. haven't seen the fire fall in your life for so long because you are halted between two opinions. That's what the truth has become to you. An opinion. Just somebody's idea. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Your truth, my truth. Their truth. Somebody else's truth. Hogwash. There is one truth. And truth isn't a statement of persuasion. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Hallelujah. No man cometh unto the Father. No man cometh unto the Father. But by me. You're going to have to snap out of that carnality. You're going to have to snap out of that spiritual confusion. Stop opining. Hon, do, you, do you think God will do it? Do you think God is able? Do you think God loves holiness? Do you think God loves truth? Do you think God wants me to pray? I wonder. 
I wonder if God is really serious about consecration. I, I wonder if God is really serious about obedience. You're halted between two opinions. It's time you choose a side, but make sure that you choose the side of the God who answers by fire. Let the God that answers by fire let, oh, I wish you'd let him be God. I said, I wish you'd just let him be God. Stop trying to fit him into your little box. Stop trying to fit him into society's definition of him. Let him be God. Let him be true. Let him be holy. Let him be righteous. Stop trying to compromise God. Let him, let him be God. Let him, let, let him, let him command you. Let him order your steps. Let him, let him be the governor of the heart. Let him be the one who issues the dictates of your thoughts and your decisions. Let him be God. I'll tell you why you have trouble letting him be God. You are halted between two opinions. But if you'll ever let him be God, he'll answer by fire. Hallelujah. We need fire. Hallelujah. Fire. 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 Fire fall on me. Holy Ghost and fire. Fire fall on me. We need a revival of fire in this last day. I'm going to tell you that fire will burn up the chaff. That fire will burn up the carnality. You won't have to argue with people on Facebook about whether serving God is real or right. Fire will prove to them. Fire will get in their soul. Hallelujah. Fire. Oh, hallelujah. John the Baptist, Elijah, the, the fulfillment of the great prophecy about Elijah said, I baptize you with water under repentance, but there cometh one after me who is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, and whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to loose, and he shall baptize you, baptize you, baptize you like that water was turned over those rocks in Elijah's day. He shall baptize you with a fire, Holy Ghost and fire. And that fire will get inside of you and it'll burn up the junk. It'll burn up the stuff you can't get over. It'll burn up the stuff that keeps tripping you up. When the Holy Ghost fire starts burning, when the Holy Ghost fire gets a hold of you, it'll, it'll do something nothing else can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what else came down in the middle of Elijah's day? The Bible says that the rain came, hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing about healing rain. Rain will fall from the heavens in a time of famine. It did not rain for three and a half years. And Elijah called for the stoppage of rain. And then he said, it's time for the rain to come. I'm gonna tell you, God will show you who's God. And when it's time for the rain to come, the rain will start falling. And Elijah took his servant up to the mountain and he told that servant, he said, go up and check to see if anything is happening on the rain side of things. And the servant went up and came back and said, There's, there is nothing. Those were his three words. There is nothing. How many times have you expected something from God? only with this report. There is nothing. I know he said it would happen, but there is nothing. I know he promised the provision, but there is nothing. I know, I, I know he told me I'd have joy, but there is nothing. He came down and told Elijah, there is nothing. You know what Elijah said to him? He said, keep going. He, in fact, he said, go up seven times. I wish I could preach that a little while. 
but you got to keep on keeping on you got to keep walking up that mountain you got to keep walking up that mountain don't stop walking up that mountain I know it's tiring but you got to keep walking up that mountain I know you prayed this prayer before but you got to keep walking up that mountain I know I know you've worshiped before but you got to keep walking up that mountain I know you're limping by now but you got to keep walking up that mountain I know your back is hurting you but you got to keep on keeping on crawl if you have to hallelujah leap if you have to but get up that mountain one more time because Elijah is here and promises are being fulfilled Yeah, but it hasn't rained for three and a half years. I don't care about three and a half years. I'm talking about now. Elijah indeed is come. Get up that mountain. He looked out over the water and said, behold, there's a cloud like a man's hand. Some have said a cloud the size of a man's hand. Bible says like a man's hand. I don't know if it was the size or what it was. I just know it was a cloud and it was described like a man's hand. So even if it was the size of a man's hand, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big the cloud. I know what that cloud means. Hallelujah. Rain is coming. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is, if I catch a glimmer of hope, Hallelujah, Elijah is here. The promise is coming. If I, if I see one silver lining, Elijah is here. The promise is coming. If I see one cloud like a man's hand, hallelujah, Elijah is here. The promise is upon us. You know what Elijah told him to go say? He said, you go tell them, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I wish you'd look at your neighbor, tell him I hear the sound. Hallelujah of an abundance of rain. I know we've been laboring. I know we've been toiling. I know we've been fighting. I know we've been warring. Hallelujah. I know we've been sacrificing. But I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear it. I hear the rain falling. I hear the rain falling. I can hear the pitter patter. I can hear the pitter patter of promise upon our hot tin roof. I hear the rain falling. I'm going to shout right now. I'm going to dance right now. Elijah is here. Elijah is here. Get ready. Elijah is here. Get ready. The rain is coming. Get ready. The fire is falling. Get ready. <laughs> Woo. Yes. <laughs> Glory. You know what I love about Elijah? The Bible says that Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing. That is a hard thing. How am I going to give you double of what I have? I don't know how to do that. If I've got $100 in my pocket, I can't give you $200. He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, you have asked a hard thing, but if you will see me when I ascend into the heavens, then you'll get what you've asked for. And the Bible says they go to Bethel and Elijah said, you stay here. I'm going to go on to Jericho. Elisha said, I'm not staying anywhere without you. If Elijah's here, I'm, I'm following Elijah. He got to Jericho. He said, you stay here. I'm going to go on to Jordan. He said, uh-uh, I want that double portion. I'm not taking a chance of there being some kind of a visitation from heaven and me missing it because I was off doing my own thing, getting distracted. That's why you need to be at church. 
That's why you need to be in the house of God. That's why you need to be praying and seeking the face of God. That's why you need to be participating in everything you can participate in. Get involved. Get plugged in. Because I'm telling you the fire is among us. I'm telling you that the heavens are opening up. I'm telling you that the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof are coming from the heavens and they're catching us away into the glory of God. And the thing I love about Elijah is that he did not mistake the mantle to be his. Oh, he carried it well, but he knew where it came from. And because it came from God, he knew it was meant for the people of God. And that when he went up into the heavens, that mantle came drifting back down. And Elisha picked up that mantle and proceeded as he had asked for a double portion. He proceeded to perform twice as many miracles as Elijah did, one of which came after he was dead and in his grave. Hallelujah. But Elijah was not stingy with the anointing God had given him. Hallelujah. If God gave it to me, you can have it. Hallelujah. Freely we have received, freely we give. If you have been given forgiveness, guess what you've got to give? You've got to give forgiveness. If you've been given love, guess what you have to give? You have to give love. If you have been given, hallelujah, generosity, you've got to give generosity. Glory to God. If God has been kind to you, you've got to be kind to others. Hallelujah. And he blessed Elisha. And you know what? Elijah didn't die. So, so he wasn't, he, it doesn't even appear like he was ready to go. He was kind of doing what God told him to do, but it was kind of like, man, I don't know, maybe I got a little more to do. And God said, no, it's time. And you know what he did? He gave what he had to a man who did more with it. Oh, that God would help us to have that kind of selflessness where it's not about us. It's about him. Hallelujah. That's a part of the Elijah revival is it's not about us. This past Sunday, I mentioned we were in Milwaukee and brother and sister Rodriguez, you were there. And while I was sitting in that service and we began to sing that beautiful song, I love you, Lord, I love you. I sing to you a sweet, sweet melody. And my heart began to swell with, with the beauty of God. And I had, I, at that point, I just sat in my seat and just, I sat there listening to that worship team lift up the name of the Lord and the whole place was engulfed in praise. And I just wept. And, I, and the whole time, as things were swelling and, and, and the worship was growing and, and I could tell this was coming into an area where I don't know that I'll need to give a text or a title or even take the pulpit. And I kept thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Am I going to preach the sermon I feel led to preach? Am I going to announce it as a text and a title? Am I going to stop everybody, have them go to their seats? Or am I just going to exhort, how do I summarize this in a five-minute package? God, give me the words to speak. And then I just... Something came upon me. The voice of the Lord began to deal with me. And I prayed a prayer that I never have really uttered on this wise before. I prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, teach me how to get out of the way. I don't know how to get out of the way. Teach me how to get out of the way. I know how to, I know how to say, Lord, if you can use anything, you can use me. But some of the best and greatest ways God has ever used me is when he didn't use me at all. And all he needed me to do was step aside. Lord, show me how to, show me how to step forward when I need to step forward and step aside when I need to step aside. Show me, Lord, how to, how to get in the way, the bright and shining way, the glory land way, and how to get out of the way and let you do what only you can do. Lord, let me, show me, God, how to, how to carve a stone out of the mountain and how to let you hew a rock out of the mountain without my hands. Show me, God, how to, how to do and how not to do. Hallelujah. I want God to, I want God to use me in whatever is in his will. 
Glory to God. Have your way, oh Lord. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. We're going to, we're going to, we normally don't receive offerings on Wednesday nights, but we're going to, we're going to start collecting offerings on Wednesday nights and we're going to, amen, praise the Lord. I think we should clap unto the Lord for that. Amen. Because, because we have a work to do and, and I'm believing, I'm believing that the Lord is going to provide for us in a way that we have we have, well, I almost said that we've never seen, but we have seen it. <laughs> we have seen it. So we know we can do it. But I'm believing God to provide us with $160,000 before Easter Sunday, which is April 9th. That's about 50 days from now. I believe that we can give $160,000 between now and Resurrection Sunday. If you believe that, could you lift your hands and praise God with me? In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray right now that you would move upon your people. In the name of Jesus, we're going to go all in. Hallelujah. We're going to go all in. And I'm believing that from this point until April 9th. Now, you know we're raising, we have about 520000 left for our goal in, until October of 2023. But I believe that 160000 of that is going to come before Easter Sunday. In Jesus' name. You want to know why? Because the time of revival is right now. It's right here. The time of divine provision is right now. It's right here. I believe that the Lord is for us, not against us. I believe that the Lord has gone before us and has already made the provision. I wonder if we could stand to our feet right now all across this house and lift up our hands unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he If we could, if we could have an offering plate, I'm just going to set it up here at the front. God bless you. Before we go tonight, we're going to do this on Wednesday nights. Years ago, we did this and I made a statement every Wednesday night. I would, I would make a statement. I would say one of these Wednesdays, God's going to put a miracle in this offering plate. And we came in one, and you know, people just put in what they had, you know, whatever they had. God, thank God, oh, it's already happening tonight. Hallelujah. People just put in whatever it was that they had, and they just put it in. And one night, somebody put in an offering that, that absolutely, that absolutely was a miracle offering. It was an offering we didn't anticipate. It was an offering we never could have manufactured. And it was a God-given offering. And it was a miracle. And I want you to know that the day of miracles is upon us right now. Hallelujah. And I wonder if we could just ask God, say, God, I, I want you to put it upon my heart, Lord. Put it upon my heart. Whatever you, whatever you have for me to give right now in the name of Jesus. Between now and Easter Sunday, Lord, I want to be a part of giving a sacrificial offering. In the name of Jesus, I want to be a part of a sacrificial offering. Between now and April 9th, it's a 50-day give or take time frame. And God, I believe that you're going to provide and you're going to do it through me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and participate tonight. In the name of Jesus. Lord, have your way in the name of Jesus. Let's close our eyes and begin to talk to God and say, Lord, have your way in me. 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 Elijah is here. The day of miracles is here. The day of signs and wonders is here. The day of, the day of redemption is here. The day of the Lord is among us. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you know the words you have spoken. You know the vision you have given. You know the thoughts you have for this city. You know the plans you have for this people. You know, you know, you know, and you know that the hearts of the people that have gathered in this place tonight are knit together to do a work for your spirit, Lord. This coming Sunday is our life Sunday. We're going to be talking about and focusing on the hurting 
and broken people of our city. And guess what? We can all relate with that because we've all been broken and we've all hurt. God, I want you to use me, Lord. I want you to use me. I want everybody that believes that the time of revival is right now. You can step forward. I'm making these altars available. If you want to come forward and pray, you're welcome to come forward and pray. But I want us to believe God for the miraculous. Miracles in giving. Hallelujah. There's going to be miracles of prayer. Miracles of fasting. There are going to be miracles, miracles, miracles. Lives put back together. Lives put back together. Hearts mended. Minds restored. <laughs> Set a fire in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. for that. Baptisms that didn't even happen in a service schedule in the middle of the week. Hallelujah. Brother Fazel Colbert in Piqua, Ohio. People are teaching Bible studies where you were this weekend preaching and teaching six-week certification course. I saw this morning they were baptizing people in Piqua Apostolic Church Pastor Monday. Hallelujah. Thank God for revival. Come on, this is our base of operation. But, but we do the work when we walk out of this place. We leave this place and we're ready to minister. We minister here and we minister abroad. We're taking it everywhere we go. We're taking it everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to pray to God and ask him to pour out the fire of the Holy Ghost upon our city. Pour out the fire of the Holy Ghost upon this city.
pray over this that you have given. We're going to believe God that he's going to move upon this and multiply like he did the loaves and the fishes. Hallelujah. And that he's going to provide every need we have in the name of Jesus. I want you to help me pray specifically that we will receive $160,000 by Easter Sunday. Within the next 50 days, God's going to provide miraculously every need we have. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice and lift forth, stretch forth your hand. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the sacrifice of your precious people. I thank you for the gift that they give unto your kingdom. Lord, may this be multiplied unto the masses. Lord, let those who need to hear your word, to hear it and receive it and believe it. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Ha! I pray in the name of Jesus that healing, healing will flow. Flow through our city, Lord. Let a revelation of the mighty God in Christ come to our city. Let a revelation of the Holy Ghost and fire come to our city. Let a revelation of remission of sins in the name of Jesus come to our city. Let repentance come to our region, Lord. Lord, let this offering that has been given be multiplied, hallelujah, under the purpose of your great plan. Your divine providence, oh God, let it be so for your glory. And I pray you will bless every person that has given unto this cause. Bless them, Lord. Bless them in the city. Bless them in the field. Bless them when they come and when they go. Bless their household, Lord. Bless their family, Lord. In the name of Jesus, bless them in the workplace. Bless them in their, bless them in their promotion. In Jesus' name, Lord, promote them according to your divine purpose. We give you praise and glory. We give you praise and glory. Everybody said in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give him praise tonight. Let's give him praise tonight. Let's give God praise. Oh, yes, Lord. Open up the heavens. Some of you are praying. I want you to feel the liberty to continue praying. If you need to 
go tonight, before you go, I want you to find somebody and I want you to tell them, be encouraged. You are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Tell them to go forth in victory, that the Lord has gone before them, that everything is going to be all right in Jesus' name. Go ahead and tell somebody. Give them the good news. Hallelujah, that Jesus is King and revival is here.